Good evening, friends. It's Pastor Jill, senior pastor here at College Hill United Methodist Church. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. I want to welcome you to this longest night service. We're grateful to be able to join together virtually, even though I um, know that I join many of you in having a heavy heart and some extra sadness that we're not able to be together in person but we appreciate your understanding um, with the inclement weather and, and wanting to keep everyone safe tonight. There's going to be some rituals embedded in this worship service, and if you would like to participate in those, I would invite you to gather three to five stones or rocks that you can use, and also um, uh, at least four, maybe five or six candles if you have that many. If you don't, you'll still be able to participate. Um, in this service by observing the rituals as we do here and maybe even kind of imagining them and using your imagination But if you do have those items, you're invited to go get them at this time and um, To be able to to do a hands-on worship experience tonight I want to begin by sharing a little bit about the winter solstice we hold this longest night service near the winter solstice because it is literally the longest night of the year and those two don't always coincide exactly, but I think this year um, they are extremely close. If not, this may be the winter solstice today. And I um, doubt that there is a single one of us who doesn't have something or someone to grieve. For some of us, the holiday season brings to mind memories of beloved family members who have died. And this time where everything feels so cheery and bright makes the pain of those losses even more real. For other people, memories that come in this season are of happier times than what we experience now for whatever reason. And we feel that pain in the anguish of broken relationships or insecurity around unemployment or even the anxiety of illness or poor health. Or perhaps as you gather tonight, there's something else that you are grieving. And so we gather here tonight in the protection of darkness and in the presence of God's comforting love to name our pain in a safe place. Here in this space of worship, we are safe to feel what we feel, to acknowledge our sadness, to share our concern, to release our anger, to face our emptiness, and to rest in the knowledge that God holds us and all of our feelings with love. So will you pray with me? Come to us, healer of our hearts. Walk with us through our sadness. Help us to remember the way the darkness of night sky erupted with singing as the angels proclaimed peace for the shepherds. In this service tonight, may we receive peace as we rest in God's embrace. May it be so. Amen. Tonight, I want to first share with you a story of Christmas, but this is the story of Christmas from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 18, and this is a journey that ends in weeping. You see, the story of the first Christmas that is told by Matthew is not really a happy story. It is a story about life in the real world with feelings as high and low as the mountains and valleys. Mary of Nazareth, who is betrothed to the carpenter Joseph, discovers she is pregnant 
we know this part of the story. And Joseph does not want to embarrass Mary, so plans to end the relationship privately. It was not an easy time for the couple, either within their relationship or in the world around them. Their country was under Roman occupation, and King Herod, who ruled Palestine uh, for, for the Romans, was known for his cruelty. So these are not ideal conditions for bringing a child into the world. Nevertheless, Jesus is born in a stable in Bethlehem, but in the midst of Mary and Joseph's joy over the safe birth of their son Jesus, a new crisis looms. Upon hearing that the Magi from the East are searching for a newborn king to worship, King Herod orders the death of all children under two. And so this small family has to flee under the protection of the darkness of the night sky to arrive safely in Egypt as refugees. And so hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2, the tells of their journey and the weight of their sadness. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And Joseph got up and took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah wailing and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Can you imagine what these young parents might have been feeling? They ended up giving birth alone and far from home. And while they were still adjusting to having a newborn, they are forced to migrate under much fear and duress. Many children are being killed. They are weeping, their family is weeping, their community is weeping. Yet through all of it, they trusted the presence of God with them. They trusted the promises about who Jesus would be, and they were part of bringing healing and wholeness to the world. Next, I want to share with you a story from the Hebrew Bible the story of Jacob from Genesis chapter 32 verses 24 through 31 and chapter 35 verses 1 through 3. This is a journey that ends in remembering God's presence. The story of Jacob tells about how he is fleeing from his brother and he comes to a place to rest but instead he ends up wrestling all night with an angel of God. Jacob rises the next morning and asks the angel to give him a blessing. 
And the angel gives Jacob a new name, Israel, to mark his night of struggle and the dawning of a new day. Later on, God asked Jacob to settle in Bethel and build an, author, an altar there with rocks to mark the way that God was present in his distress and every day since then. So hear the story from Genesis chapters 32 and 35, selected verses. Jacob was left alone, and an angel wrestled with him until daybreak. When the angel saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So the angel said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the angel said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, what is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and settle there. Make an altar there to, to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. Then come and let us go up to Bethel. There may I make an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me wherever I have gone. My beloved community, you know well that grief is a struggle with sadness, with ourselves, with our pain and loss, and often with God. Like Jacob, we are often kept awake all night only to rise at the dawn with a new limp, a new name, a new identity, and a new future as we move forward with the loss that we have experienced. And so we have some rocks on this table here at Chum, and hopefully you found some rocks or stones in your home. Um, the ones we have here are of various sizes. We have big ones and small ones. They have different shapes and textures, and these may remind you of the roughness of grief or the weight of sadness, or they may remind you of a strong foundation that you have in your family, friends, or faith. And so we're going to take a, a short time of silence. If you have rocks with you in your home, you're invited to stack up the rocks in courage as you acknowledge your own struggle with grief, but also in thanksgiving for the God who answers us in our distress and who is with us. I will also take a moment to build a rock altar here. And you know, friends, even if you don't have rocks with you tonight, you might just remember this. And the next time you are somewhere where you see some rocks, take a couple, remember this moment, 
remember your grief and God's faithfulness, and build your own rock altar. And so let us have a moment of silence. last story gives us a glimpse of healing and hope. This is a story of a new heaven and a new earth from Revelation chapter 21, a journey that ends with no more tears. The revelation given to John of a new heaven and a new earth remind us of hope when all seems lost, of the amazing gift of incarnation of God with us, and of the day when God will wipe every tear and crying and pain will be no more. Here are these promises from Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among the mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people's and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. So if you do have candles, friends, you're invited to get them at this time. If you don't, you might simply um, give witness to the candles that will light in this space. If you do have candles, you're invited to light them along with me as we go through this liturgy. This first candle we light to remember those whom we have loved and lost. We pause to remember their name, their face, their voice, and the memory that binds them to us in this season. The second candle we light is to mend the pain of loss, the loss of relationships, the loss of jobs, the loss of health, the loss of home. 
We pause to gather up the pain of the past and offer it to God, asking that from God's hands we receive the gift of peace. third candle we light is to remember ourselves this Christmas time. We pause and remember the past weeks and months and years that have been heavy with our burdens. We remember the disbelief, the anger, the downtimes, the poignancy of reminiscing, the hugs and handshakes of family and friends, all those who stood with us and those who failed to stand with us. We accept and lay before God the sharpness of memory, the sadness and grief, the hurt and fear, the anger and pain. We accept and lay before you the ways we feel we have fallen short and the times we have spent blaming ourselves and you for all that we have suffered. We accept and lay before God the time that we have walked feeling alone and the knowledge of our own mortality. We light the fourth candle to remember faith, the gift of hope that God offers us in the stories of Christmas that begin in abandonment, insecurity, and humbleness in a time of war and in a poor stable. We remember how God offers healing and restoration and rest through the night and brings us promises of comfort and peace. We remember that God is our companion who shares our life, blessing us, and fills us with longing and with courage. In this final moment of silence, you're invited to light an additional candle or candles to represent your own loss or your own healing journey. As we come to the close of this longest night service, I pray that you will be gentle 
with yourself, that you will be held in God's arms of comfort through the darkness of this night. May peace be in your heart.